customer that has a bad experience with you, that's what they're going to talk about. Yeah. And that's their brand of you and your yeah. agency. The yeah. customer that has the great experience has a different brand of you. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what the top insurance agents are doing to grow their book of business exponentially each and every month? I've personally grown my own agency to multiple locations and dozens of agents over the past 20 years, learning from the industry's leading experts and applying what they've taught me to my own agency. And now I've invited these same experts to share their industry leading secrets with you. My name is Jim Schubert and welcome to Agents Growth Academy. Welcome to Agents Growth Academy. My name is Jim Schubert and I am your headmaster. I hope you're ready to grow bigger, go home. Folks, I have a fantastic guest, somebody who I actually just like light up when I see her in a room because when she first found me, sought me out, she just was like bounding over and we were like, oh my gosh, we got to meet each other. So we'll tell that story in a second, but Ciara Gravier is our guest today, and she is about to uh, drop some knowledge bombs on you about your agency brand is not what you think it is. Ooh, I like that. Uh, before we bring her on, though, um, there's something that I think she and I kind of have in common because of something she's about to start that we can talk about in a way of giving back uh, to to her community and something you've heard me talk about before. Um, I'm really big on people who give first before they ask for anything in return. And I have so many wonderful people that I've met doing this podcast and just getting to know throughout the industry who are really, really good at that. Um, so I've put together actually a cheat sheet for you. If you want to download it, if you go to agentsgrowthacademy.com forward slash value, that is a cheat sheet where you can download some ideas for giving back before you ask for anything in return, because quite candidly, that's one of the easiest ways to attract new business to you. Uh, and there's some people that are doing some great things. So I put some good examples in there for you. Um, let's talk about Ciara for a second. She has been in the insurance industry for almost 20 years. Me too. We're, we're about the same there. Uh, she helped her parents start two scratch agencies, Allstate and an independent that was sold in 2018. And she's now the founder and CEO of The Bunker Insurance and Risk Management. She holds several designations. She put three on here, but I feel like there's even more. CIC, CRM, CCIC. Uh, welcome to Agents Growth Academy, Ciara. What's going on, my friend? Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. And hang out with you for a while this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Did I, were there, were there three designations? I felt like on LinkedIn, I saw some more. Yeah, there's a workers comp one, PWCA that I have. And then uh, I have the CPIA one, but I'm probably just going to drop it. It's, it's, it, the CE is eating, eating my time. So, oh yeah. 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 I'm gonna, um, yeah the, the CIC and the CRM one are, you know, the hardest ones I would say. And then the CCIC one is one I got with Chubb for cyber. Yeah. I love when people invest in themselves, honestly. I mean, you're, uh, you know, when yeah. we had those agencies, you know, my dad, we never knew young ish. Right. So I didn't know if we were going to be in this agency world forever. And so my dad sure. always told me, you gotta have a plan B. And so he was like, you know, 
get your designations, prepare yourself just in case something happens, we sell or, you know, I die and you don't want the agency anymore. Something happens. Yeah. You got to have a plan B and then you can go get a job anywhere with having some, you know, your experience and then some designations. So I took his advice and then I did, you know, I did a couple, <laughs> but here we yeah. are. That's, That's awesome. Sold and now I'm still in the agency world. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you really could get a job anywhere. Um, I know that because you have one of the most infectious personalities that I know. <laughs> so when, when you and I were at, uh, Jason Cass's brain share in Kansas city, what was it last month or the month before yeah. I, time oh, is like, I know time is fleeting to me right now. Yeah. I don't know when I am, but, uh, <laughs> we, we were standing there at, uh, the, the uh, what was it the bar that we went to that night i forgot yeah, what it was but it was like sorry. a whiskey t- yeah uh-huh. but you literally i felt like you bounded over to me and we're like hey jim and I, you and i had connected on linkedin already so i kind of like i knew who you were but it was like you were so excited and i felt like we were long lost friends in that moment yeah. <laughs> and, and i, I yeah. mean even the time we spent this morning before uh, hitting record, like I could have, we could have kept going and it was like, Oh my gosh, we actually have to record a podcast. Together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you, uh, you have my heart. You are one of my Aww. favorite people. Um, so, so infectious. Um, I, I have so many questions I want to ask you, but uh, I, I want to just kind of kick off the theme here. You said if this interview were a masterclass, you would, you would call it, your agency brand is not what you think it is. Was there a pivotal moment for you where you you said that you said that phrase and you came to that realization? And then what have you done about it since then? Yeah, so uh, you know, having started in the captive world, first of all, out of, out of high school, I went to the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. Or interior design. Ah, so I, my I wife interior. used to. Uh, she was a, an admission officer for the one here in in Atlanta. Nice. Yeah, is, is that one still open? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. What did you study? Interior design. Nice. So the thing is that I didn't finish because my parents were in corporate America and yeah. um, they lost their jobs. And at forty nine, mm. my dad was like, "I'm done with corporate America. We're just mm. going to go into business for ourselves." He took money out of his 401k, opened an Allstate. Zero insurance experience, zero business ownership experience. Neither one of them had. And my mom worked for Equifax all her life, 32 years. Wow. And so at that age, he just took the leap and was like, I'm done leaving my future in the hands of these big companies. And so I was in college. I was at the Art Institute and, you know, I didn't get a scholarship. I wasn't that good in school. <laughs> you know, I played around a lot. So <laughs> I didn't do what I should have done. Um, so they were paying out of pocket. And, you know, that school was pretty expensive. So starting a business, they were like, too bad. you got to come and work for us. And then we'll send you back one day, which (laughs) never happened. Eventually, my dad was like, listen, this is a career, a realistic career where you can live very comfortably and you have the smarts to do it. Just do it. And so thankfully, I'm a person that listens to most of what he says. He's always giving me (laughs) creative money. So and I have been blessed for that. So, you know, being in the captive world you're you're not really encouraged to be any different Hmm. right you're supposed to fit a mold and so we had gravier insurance group last name insurance agency (laughs) that's like a lot of people do right yeah there's like zero creativity and 
when we opened up the independent, we realized, well, wait a minute, all these Allstate agents have an independent on the side. So my dad was downstairs and I opened up the independent upstairs. Okay. And then with that one, again, we didn't really put any effort into our name, into our identity as an agency. We were just like, let's, let's try to affiliate ourselves with something big. Mm-hmm. And we did that. And we, we, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing to say now, but we decided to go countrywide insurance like countrywide mortgage, but oh, wow. that failed miserably oh, because no. <laughs> we were getting phone calls about people's mortgages and not about insurance. Yeah. So it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. And, you have to change your phone own- number? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get that bad, thankfully, but <laughs> our logo, we had used like a red umbrella, like kind of playing off the traveler's logo. Like we had zero creativity or sexuality, right? <laughs> And so what we did was we had to pivot very fast because people were thinking we were associated with countrywide mortgage. So that's what we came up with. It's even more embarrassing. (laughs) CWI underwriters. And that was the name of our agency. And it was just countrywide insurance underwriters. (laughs) (laughs) And we still kind of use like the red umbrella. And so. Did all this happen on a cocktail napkin? (laughs) Honestly, it probably would have gone better if it did. (laughs) <laughs> that's the problem we had we didn't drink before we started thinking about these names but honestly that's when we realized we, we did a rebrand probably about eight or nine years into us owning that agency we did it with app with kelly mm-hmm. um Donahue. Oh, yeah. and yeah and we realized man it's really hard to build on such an abstract name it didn't mean anything yeah. What does CWI underwriters mean? I mean? Thankfully, we had a little logo that was like a little Datsun, which we had a Datsun. We oh. ended up partnering with the South Florida Datsun Rescue. So we were being able to connect it that that way, but that was unintentionally and, and coincidence. You know, it wasn't yeah. done with that in mind initially. So we just got lucky that that fit in. Um, but we realized it's very difficult when you can't build a story or, or, you know, you can't close a circle of a, of a marketing identity when you have such abstract names or the last name insurance agency. So yeah. when I spoke about this at better conference in April, you know, I was like, listen, I don't want to offend anybody here that has last name insurance agency, but is that going to be memorable in 2035? Mm. And the reality it's, it, it might not be. Yeah. And it, it can be, but you have to complete, you have to package it right. That's yeah. the goal. You have to build on it. You have to build the story. And so when we were building this agency, um, I knew I didn't want to make that mistake again. We had done it twice, kind of three times, right, with the name change. So it is very hard to convey a feeling with last name insurance agency. The reality is it's important to you and how many people, especially where I live in in South Florida, like nobody cares, right? It's not if you live in a small town, it matters more. You're known. It's different. Um, but where I live, it does not matter. So I knew that when I started this agency, I wanted to be something modern and something catchy, something that could be kind of abbreviated and it would look good on swag. And, and we, we did something, we started with the bunker risk shelter, right? And it didn't land. I thought it would land and it Ah. didn't. I was going to ask you where the name came from. Your clients deserve an easier way to pay their insurance premium. 
ePay Policy is the simplest solution for insurance agents to collect credit card and ACH payments, speed up reconciliation, buying policies faster, and provide an experience customers love with powerful tools that make insurance payments a breeze. With customizable payment pages, a company dashboard, and integration with your AMS or CRM, you'll be in payments heaven. Get paid faster. Visit ePayPolicy.com to learn more. Yeah, so the logo was like, a, like looked underground and there was like stairs walking inside of a, a bunker. I thought yeah. it made sense. Everyone around me thought it made sense. But, you know, everyone around me also played, is familiar with this space. So yeah. for the public, it wasn't landing. We were getting calls for being an animal shelter. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're like, here we go again. We're like, no, that was the last agency where we did the dog rescue thing. We're not here yet. <laughs> Everybody was thinking you were a prepper. <laughs> you know, it's just like so. But it, it's interesting how you think it lands. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. But if it doesn't land with the public and they don't understand it, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't yeah. matter what you think because if if the if your intention is not being received or conveyed properly, then it's not what you think it is. Yeah. So we finally pivoted again, and I knew I was always just going to call it the bunker, right? We don't say the insurance or risk management part; it's part of our logo, yeah. but really, it's the bunker. And so, yeah. um. I think that this one is the sticking and it, it's, oh, it's on the side and it's working well. Um, and, and I wanted a feeling to be attached to it. Right. So I knew that a bunker conveys safety. Mm-hmm. I guess it could convey safety for the people that realize that, or it could convey an emergency to others. Right. <laughs> I need yeah. to run into a bunker. Yeah. Um, but we've been able to build a whole storyline of, you know, why you should come into the bunker, why you should yeah. stay in the bunker. And, you're safe within the bunker. Our, our slogan is a move from danger to a safe place. I, I so, saw that on your website. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. we're, so, so being a woman under 40 doing only commercial and I'm whale hunting, right? Cause I'm, a, I'm in killing commercial. Yeah. I knew that I had to build a brand that was bigger than what I am. Mm-hmm. And so we've done things to do that. And, and I feel like we've, we've, and, and then, you know, it's a process. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a process to make sure that all the cylinders of your brand are, are hitting. Yeah. So, you know, we use our bold colors, it's black and the yellow and, and we use, this is just coincidence, but we use these yellow envelopes. We mail everything in a yellow envelope. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. People, they, whether they open it or not, they know it's us. They see our logo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 in my presentation, I and I, I believe heavily on are you are you marketing towards people's brain or their guts, right? Is mm-hmm. it a mind or a gut that you're trying to target? And the reality of it is that today, if you're targeting people's minds, it's not memorable and and it's not going to be enough. For the absolutely, future. yeah, absolutely. One thing you said, you have to build a story. Um, I fully believe that I'm currently writing a book about storytelling in business and there is so much power in storytelling and you're, you're right. You can't appeal to people's minds because we as humans, like it's scientifically proven, we make decisions based on our gut. Like you said, you know what right? that is called? It's what? The vagus, it's the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve? The vagus nerve. Do tell. tell. Yep. It's what tells your mind. <laughs> Your, that's the nerve that tells that sends the, the the message from your gut to your head about anything. Wow. About any, anything you're doing, it's that nerve. That's also the nerve that like helps with anxiety. It 
uh, helps create memories. That's that's the highway from your gut to your to your brain. Does and that's have why we to do with Vegas. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I was like, and is that the well, nerve that not, tells me to pull the lever? <laughs> it's not spelled like Vegas either. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was curious. I was like, "There's got to be a story behind that." V a g u s. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But, but, you know, so this was part of my presentation as well, and it's like, you know, it's a thing called sensation transference. I'm going to give you my whole presentation. That's not what oh, this is about. Please do. Please do. Oh, by <laughs> the way, by the way, before you keep going, like I have to tell you, mad props, and I'm like bowing down to you right now because you you've had your insurance agency open this one the bunker for just a couple of years, right? Since 2019, uh, you opened right before this little worldwide event called the pandemic. Is that right? Um, the fact that you are already public speaking, I'm like, I'm in awe of, and you spoke at the better conference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm in awe of you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It was, uh, you know, you like to get out of your comfort zone, don't you? I'm not. I don't enjoy it. Honestly, I don't. I would have never, ever, ever in my life ever volunteered for that. But I got voluntold. David. Oh, you're <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. And then the thing is, I can't say no. If I'm given the opportunity, I'm not going to let him down. And then I also can't let all the women in this industry down either. You know, if yeah. I get an opportunity, I got to represent. I can't. I, so whether I wanted it, I just had to do it and I had to kill it. There was no yeah. option for failure. So I love it. That's kind of what I did. And I worked on You're fearless. Uh, I'm becoming that. You're fierce. You're fierce. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've always had it in me to be fierce, but I, I, you know, it's different when you're in this, when not in this spotlight of like the insurance public eye. That's not what I mean, but just like as a business owner. Absolutely. The eyes are on you. And so it's, it's, you have to do things that you would have never done. Yeah. So so tell me. So tell me, yeah, I totally agree. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about what you talked about in that, in that speech. Yeah. So sensation transference is the thing where, you know, we, we all connect to things that we love, right? So think about food. What's your favorite food to eat? Whatever that is. Macaroni and cheese. Okay. Why? Because it makes me feel really good and it's like my comfort food and I just, yeah, I feel really good eating it. And I know it's not healthy for me, but I don't care. (laughs) That's fine. You probably have a memory that has connected you to that food, that it's your comfort food for a reason. There's something that attaches you to that food. It's either an experience, a memory, a feeling. Did your grandma make it? Sometimes you don't even think about it. Like scents, yeah. like you walk into a bakery and the smell of something can take yes. you back to an area, to, to yeah. a time period, right? A memory. Yeah. So it's this thing called sensation transference. So that's really what we're trying to do, right? With our agency brand. It's to, it's to have, it's to hit the gut, make them have an emotional connection. But it's insurance. That's hard to do. Like, who's emotional about insurance? Right? Yeah. It's difficult, especially because it's easier on the life insurance side, right? Because you're playing yeah. on tragedy. You're, you're, you're painting the worst case scenario. <clears throat> yeah. Trying to hit people in the gut with what are your children yeah. going to do if they go. Well, you know, that's people get different. emotional when the rates go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a different kind of emotion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so building this agency from scratch again in a space where I've never done large commercial, you know, we bought an agency where we had a couple accounts that were larger, but we didn't go get them. So I didn't know how to go get them. Yeah. So being in this space where I'm playing against the larger big box agencies, right. That have all these services and the national recognition, I had to do something to be different. And they're all playing on the mind card. 
Yeah. So I'm trying to come in on the gut. So, you know, we're, we're emailing, we have a cycle for our prospecting where we email, we call, we drop off a box that has a coffee mug and it has a, some coffee and a handwritten card and it's, you know, labeled with the bunker. It's got the yellow paper in it. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be there for when their agent messes up and they have awesome. a problem. We did, you know, we have our ideal targeting list. So, so everything that we're doing is trying to just really convey to their gut that we're risk managers, we're consultants, we're professional, we're knowledgeable. Don't let our age fool you. That's kind of why I have all the designations as well, because that tells their mm. gut something. Yeah. They might look at me and say, well, she looks young. What does she know? Yeah. But wait, she's done the time, right? Yeah. She has all these letters. That's all intentional to try yeah. to be bold and build this bigger than I am, you know, agency right now. Yeah. That's, it's it's actually brilliant. I was going to ask if you're a psychologist because we've talked about the biggest nerve. We talked about sensation transference. Like, I, 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 did, I feel I, like there needs to be a couch behind you somewhere. <laughs> Billy Wagner told me, he goes, you know, the good thing about public speaking is that you become an expert at what you're going to speak at because mm. you research it. Yes. And that's what, I, that, that's what I did because I always knew, you know, from my somewhat, my short year at design school, yeah. You know, obviously, your eyes have a lot of power on what you do and what you what you buy, what you perceive, all that stuff. So I knew some of it, but but doing this research on on that on the on the vagus nerve and you know the power of sensation transfer, which you don't even know, and that's what these product companies use to get us to buy things. Sometimes yeah. we buy things because we like the package. We don't even like what's inside of it. That's so true. It's so true. Our COO, who I have known since we were three years old. And, um, he, he always talks about like his brand loyalty and he's like, I, Jim, I literally, they could be, they could be doing things totally different than they used to, but I am so brand loyal that I will always, you know, like I will always eat Kraft macaroni and cheese. I will never eat Annie's, I, you know, like, like, yep. dude, Kraft is nasty. Eat Annie's. <laughs> he's like, I Take can't. The so brand expert, loyal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy crazy when you think about it. And even like the power of community that agent now brands are becoming communities almost like think about Peloton. I waited during COVID for a Peloton. I had never ridden one. I had never seen one. My wife is currently next door on her Peloton. Yeah. I call it hers. I mean, it's ours, but she's the only one that uses it. Why? Why did I have to have a Peloton? And I waited seven months. I was paying for a bike that I didn't even have because of the shortage. But it's because of this, my gut felt like there was no other bike that was worth it. I had to be a part of that community. I wanted to be able to ride Mm. with my friends. Like it's, it is, it's crazy how the power of that. Yeah. And and going back to story too, I think there's a a lot that, you know, talking about sensation transference. God, I never heard that term before. I love it. I love it. Um, You're so, you're so right because it's, it's when you have a moment that, really heightens your senses and you hang on to that and whatever it was that you were doing or connected with in that moment, you think about it. It's funny. We're actually our friends and I, um, friends of ours from Rhode Island that we spend the summer up in Rhode Island. We're actually in the middle of creating a lifestyle brand called peak season. And it all, the whole thing has to do with ultimate everyday moments. It's those moments where, you, you just never forget what you were doing. And it, you know, like whether you're sitting on the beach, having a beer or whatever it is, and you're just like, man, this is going to last forever. I want this moment to last forever, yeah. but you're so right. If you can find ways to do that <clears throat> in your branding, in your marketing, um, 
it's a it's a brilliant concept. I'm curious how what are some like concrete ways things that agents should be thinking about and agency owners in terms of taking control of their brand because I love the title that you gave this your your agency brand is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. So if agents find themselves you know in a situation where they're like, you know, this isn't working. We need to do something different. What are some steps that they can take? What are some things that they can implement? So um, I, I can speak from what I've done differently. Yeah. Owning this agency versus things that we had never done at the other ones, which yeah. there was a huge disconnect. So I would say that the first thing you have to do is identify who who is your agency going to serve? Mm. Who? Because if you don't know, even like you and I were talking about, even me starting this podcast, like for who is it? Otherwise, yeah. who am I going to talk about? Or what yeah. am I going to talk about? Who, yeah. who Who's the target? Because, you know, that's the beauty, beautiful thing about this industry is that there's a million ways to be successful, right? And sure. everyone can make money. So, yeah. but really, if you want, if I knew I wanted to be a commercial insurance agency, and I know that I want to write profitable, larger commercial, so I don't have to hire a bunch of people and I could run it, you know, a, a slimmer agency in, in for a while, right? Sure. That, that was my goal. I knew that's what I wanted to do. So yeah. how, who did I need to target? Who did I need to get in front of? So that way I could identify what are their problems? What are their concerns? And then can I solve them? Right. First of all, which is why I joined Killing Commercial, which is the yeah. piece I was missing. Because yeah. that's what I got, but I don't know how to solve these risk management problems, right? Like yeah. I got the designation of my CRM, but yeah. I never had to put it in action. I was, a, I, I was, the office manager of our other agency. You know, I wasn't here solving yeah. big complex risk management problems. So sure. um, I never, it wasn't in action. So killing commercial was really the piece that was missing for me to be able to build the brand that I wanted because it gave yeah. me the confidence to have the conversations that I needed to have. And so that find out who your ideal prospect is and who you're going to target, find out what they like, where do they shop? How do they think? You, you can tell a lot by people's shopping habits. Yeah. Right? Um, what are their concerns? Especially if it's commercial, right? Like, what what are what are their concerns business-wise? Yeah. Try to solve them and then mix that with – so I, part of my presentation was the, one of the ways that we do it is our bold aesthetics. So we're in your face. I'm not marketing to, to them the way other agents are, yeah. right? My name is already memorable. It stands out. My colors, using yes. it, this yellow envelope – is, is yep. a way to be very different. You saw our website. Oh, yeah. As soon as I went to the website, I was like, whoa, this is yellow. Yeah. But it fits. If, but honestly, to me, I don't know why or how you're the, you're the designer, right? But uh, yellow to me, like speaks to your personality. I don't know why. It just, it's, it's, yeah. Thanks. It's very direct. It's very yeah. like upbeat. Yellow yeah. to me is an upbeat color. It's not a, you know, sad color. So, right. yeah. And so, and a lot of insurance agents don't use it. Yeah. A lot of insurance yeah. agents are blue or green. So yep. I wanted to be different. Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's proven. If you, if you look at a yeah. hundred agencies, a lot of them are using blues and the greens because they have their own tactics with that too. I just wanted, everything I wanted to do was to be memorable and different. Yeah. So, um, the brand gap is a book. It's it's more for product, you know, type uh, packaging. But I did read pieces of it, and there there's a graphic designer named Marty Newmeyer. 
he has helped people their brands like Apple and, and you know, uh, Google. And he talks about what branding is and how it's evolving. Right. And his yeah. concept is it's not my concept, but this name, the name of this <laughs> podcast, but it was a part of my presentation. And it's basically that he has a, he has a theory that your brand is not what you say it is. It's what your customer says it is. Oh yeah. Because ultimately every single one of your customers has their own version of your brand within them. Mm. So if you think about that and how powerful that is, right? Yeah. A, a, a customer that has a bad experience with you, that's what they're going to talk about. Yeah. And that's their brand of you and your yeah. agency. The yeah. customer that has the great experience has a different brand of you. Yeah. So when you realize that you can say great customer service, you can say, you know, family owned and all of those things that are very typical that we use in this industry. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't land. First of all, it doesn't hit their gut. And everyone says that. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I think also helps is having your people talk about your agency the same. Define mm -hmm. who you are, what you do. So he suggests doing the focus test where you answer three questions. Who are you? Why do you do it? And why does it matter? So who are you? Uh-huh. What, uh, who are you? What do you do? And why, why is it important? Why does it matter? Why does what you do matter? Hmm. So when I sat down and answered these questions about us, the bunker, that is the foundation of how we communicate about ourselves. We're not insurance agents, we're risk managers. Because it, it, it conveys uniformity, right? In what we say we do and in our branding and the colors and the boldness. And it reaches a gut. Do we talk about price? Eventually, yeah, it's, people are sensitive about price. But are you coming to me because you've heard that I saved your cousin $5,000? No. What do your Google reviews say about your agency? If you yeah. want to know what your customers think about you, read your Google reviews. Are they all about saving price or no. saving money? Yeah. No. No, they're not. Good. Yeah. And, and, and to that end, actually one thing we're, we're getting close to implementing is uh, video reviews mm -hmm. and oh, having good. people – yeah. And having people actually like giving them, um, taking what I've learned about storytelling and, uh, giving them kind of a prompt. So, because if, you know, for instance, if you're most of the Google reviews we have are like, you know, great customer experience. It's a lot of the same things you said, right? Great customer experience. They did save us money. You know, some people say that what I'd like for them to say is, what was like life? What was life like before you started working with us? And what's life like now? You know how how are you transformed by what we did? What I want people to say is, oh my gosh, I was so busy, I had no time to sit and think about what my business insurance needs were, and and you know how I needed to save some money or change this or how I wasn't getting this particular coverage. Like I didn't have EPLI, and holy cow. You know, I was facing a, you know, uh, an EPLI claim or something like that. Uh, but then I talked to them and, uh, you know, number one, they took all that off my plate. I had more time to focus on my business and th that kind of thing. Like we want to see how they're actually transformed, you know? Well, the thing is that if, if you think about it, that's why, that's why it's so th this concept that he has, I mean, it's not what you say it is. It's what your customer says it is that customer that you did that for, or, you know, if, if you were, if that was a real scenario, right. When they sit down at their, at their association meetings, let's say they're plumbers, 
right? And yeah. they sit down at that association meeting, they're an ambassador of yours. And they're yeah. going to say, listen, this, I just came to this agency and they sat down they made it easy and they found this, this, and this. It's not about price at that yeah. point. And that customer confirms that they understand your, your brand and what yeah. you are and what you do, right? Yeah. It's very different us being the owners saying, great customer service, we save price, we make your life easy, we turn around your certificates. That's not why people, I mean, it, and it still might be why people stay now, but the thing is that the world is changing so fast. Yeah. And it's changing and, and, and the generations that are coming are not going to do business the same way. No, they're already not. <laughs> they're not. They're not. And yeah. you know, it, it, what I realized, and look, my social media game is not up to par. Like I just downloaded TikTok and I did it begrudgingly. Like I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done I it yet. I didn't want to, but I belong to this networking group of women attorneys. And one of them, there, it's her number one source of referrals. She's an immigration attorney, over 45,000 followers on TikTok. And I'm just like, huh? Wow. Like crazy. So wow. my, my, I don't think my, I know my target market's still not on TikTok, but the algorithm, you know, they're yeah. just like doing the algorithm for you to be found fine. But yeah, you know, the reality of it is that my social media game is not up to par still, but but what I realized even in doing this research is that right now, what gets people attached to, or what gets companies attached to people's guts is aesthetics yeah. and what you look like, yeah. right? And the reality of it is that the agency that has a stronger you know, vibe, let's say, and I hate to use that word because I hate the fact that I can't go to a restaurant without like, you know, people taking pictures of their food everywhere. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm kind of a whore, honestly. I'm kind of a whore. But it, I'm irritated by those things. Like, just enjoy a meal. I mean, I do it sometimes. But, like, you, you know this Instagram culture and the social media yeah. culture right everywhere. And it's you can't sure. do anything, you know, without that. But the reality of it is, is that there's going to be very qualified agencies and agents that will not even get the opportunity because they're not found where the people are going. Yeah. And there's going to be a less qualified agent that has a really cohesive social media game and their feed looks nice and they're popular and they got 10,000 followers that are not great insurance agents. Right. And they're going to get it. Yeah. And that's a shame. Right. Yeah, it is. The, this is a, this is an industry where education matters. Yes. And the most qualified agent should be getting the business, not the one that has the better Instagram feed. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple of things I want to go back to based on what you just said. First, you said education is, is super important in this business, right? Um, I'm curious, you is part of, so for those that don't know, by the time people listen to this, you probably will have released your first couple of episodes on your brand new shiny podcast, which I know you're still developing, which I know you're still yeah, no, it's it's cool. I know you're still developing it, but I think one thing you'll realize with having a podcast, and I'm sure you already realize this, is that it is a platform where you can help educate people. I mean, even this one, right? Agents Growth Academy. We're sitting here having really great conversations about branding, right? Uh, it's teaching people something. I'm a former English teacher. That's actually one reason why I love doing this. <laughs> but with a podcast, I have to imagine... Um, that you're going to be able to educate people, you know, whether you're interviewing local business owners or other insurance agents or, you know, people outside the industry, whatever, it is an opportunity for you to educate. Um, can you tell the audience though, because 
the story of you even creating a podcast was almost like, oh man, tell us what happened. Why did you decide to do that? Yeah. So um, I was at the Better Conference in April in Arizona. Um, and uh, I think it was on the last day. They had a panel of yeah. uh, insurance agents up there. And so JC was up there, Ashley, James Jenkins. Um, I think it was... And, I don't remember the the fourth person, but Brandon Smith was up there and he was running the panel, you know, some yeah. you text questions. And so somebody asked James Jenkins, uh, how has having a podcast impacted your business, even though it's an industry podcast? Yeah. And he said it was in, immense that the impact on his business has been huge, even though he's not using it for prospecting for risk. Well, just the like, like we were talking about, right, just the giving you know, yeah. of, of it, to a community, not even to the local yeah. community and his business owners, right? Or in his community, it was just a community, even that, right? It doesn't even have to yeah. be directed, just the spirit of giving and helping and educating. He says that it had been in, uh, in a massive impact on his business having that podcast. So Brandon Smith asked people in the audience, there was about 300 people, how many people here have a podcast? And 11 people raised their hand. And we were, we were looking around like, that's it? I thought it was going to be way more. Yeah. So my dad was telling me, I told you, I listened to everything he says, except this one, apparently. <laughs> dad, <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah. You should get a podcast. You should get a podcast. I'm like, yeah, what am I going to talk about? Right? Like who, like why? And then I sat there and I was like, well, wait a minute, 11 people out of 300 and it's an industry specific room. Right. So I would assume that if I was in a, in a plumber's convention or, an, yeah. or it would be even less. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So on that flight home, I, I came home and I was thinking, and I was just like, maybe I should just do it as a way for prospecting and to give back to my local community. And also, I'm at that age where I'm very, very uh, blessed in my life overall, but also just, you know, I'm 38, a business owner, and I feel like anybody, no matter the age, but just starting a business is difficult, right? Yeah. So I also have a lot of friends, thankfully, in this industry that are CEOs of very successful companies and have gone through the growing pains. And I call them for help personally. So yeah. if I can bridge that advice over to my community where it doesn't matter what industry you're in, every business, you know, this is also still a business, whether you're an insurance agent or not. Sure. Um, which is funny because one of the things that Chris Pariso said, you know, that last day at Brainshare, I was sitting at his yeah. table. I think you were next to me at the yep, table. Yep. Um, and the gentleman that was sitting next to me would ask him a question about like, I really like producing, but I don't know, like, and he, he looked at him and said, the day you start running your agency, like a business is the day you start building your wealth. And I thought to yeah. myself, mm. you see that, that right there. And I overheard yeah. it. I wasn't even a part of that yeah. conversation. And I thought to myself, you see, that's the kind of stuff that business owners, even myself need to hear as a yeah. reminder. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Get, we're in the trenches now, but the day you're, there is a day where you'll come out of it. And that's the day where you're, it's going to catapult. You just got to yeah. get there. Absolutely. Which is, a lot of people don't get there. They give up before they get there. They do. Yeah. I I think you're very brave to uh, choose. You told me beforehand that you've already bought the equipment. Yeah. You, you might not have the name. You might not have <laughs> like exactly, you know, nailed down what your show is going to be about. But you are implementing, and like James Jenkins says, implement or die, right? I mean, that's yep. um, I, I got to hand it to you. I, yep. I have a lot of admiration for you. Well, you know, 
if you just sit about if if I was to sit back and think about it, I would scare myself out of doing it. Yeah. So which is kind of what happened when I got that opportunity to speak. Like if I thought about it, I probably would have been so scared or so nervous to, because I had never public, never, ever. And then it was an hour. Yeah. <laughs> an hour is a long time to speak yeah, it by is. yourself yeah. when you've never done it. Yeah. An hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I also admire you for that. <laughs> I'm going to, because that is something I would love to do. Um, I have to imagine that whatever you do with your podcast, Ciara, it's going to allow you to, I think it's only going to enhance your brand, no matter what the what the show is about, because you're putting yourself out there. People are going to get to know you, your personality, more of the gut stuff, and yeah. less of the mind stuff, right? Because that's that's what you're um, you're going to bring to the table, I think, because I just know your personality. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to ask you before we jump into the uh, the rapid fire round. I hope you're ready for that. Oh, I'm ready. Ooh. Oh, good. See, you're, you are fierce. Oh man. I tell you, you were one of my, one of my favorite new friends that I've met. Um, talking about, uh, before one of the first things that agents should do when creating their brand or, or redefining their brand is figuring out who is their audience. And one of the things that you talked about on the podcast with David Carruthers was how uh, when you started the bunker, um, you were using telemarketing. And I know you've had some changes to that whole uh, platform. You're kind of reassessing it. But tell me what you learned through that process, because it was something you said about workers comp that I just hadn't even thought about in terms of like knowing who your audience is. Yeah. So um, we, right when, when COVID started, like, so I started November, 2019, right? January, 2020, I signed a lease for uh, an office. I brought in three employees, three appointment setters. This was even before I joined Killing Commercial. I just knew I needed to get some appointment setters. I know commercial yeah. business still react to cold calls. At least not yeah. here in South Florida, it works. So yeah. I got three people on the phone, nine to four for that, right? Um, and, and, and COVID happened. Everything went you know, bye-bye. And so yeah. I had to let them know all that stuff. In that meantime, I did join Killing Commercial, which I think it was, I mean, we were able to utilize that that time where, I mean, we started from zero. So yeah. I didn't have much to do other yeah. than invest in myself, right? So sure. we, we did that program. We, we learned it. We spent hours in David's head. We would book appointments with him. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a person that, I mean, huge personality in general, but yeah. he cares so much about all Deeply. of us winning as yeah. an industry so yeah. uh he's so busy too and he just makes himself so available he's like if the time is on my calendar book it and so we did it you know we didn't yeah. feel bad we booked our time and yeah. we learned from him and so um what was the question yeah so we're <laughs> oh, talking about sorry. the telemarketers and the workers yeah. comp part yeah. yes yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what we realized was when we hired this appointment setter, we realized that we were getting these lists and they weren't they weren't clean enough. Mm-hmm. A lot of the appointments that we were getting were not the ideal clients that we had defined that we wanted, you know, yeah. and some of this is by trial and error, right? And so we realized, yeah. well, we need to go on ahead and clean up this list a bit, at, at least with some sort of threshold. So what we did was we, we go to the NCCI's website and all we do is we see ABC Plumbing, Okay, do they have a mod? If they have a mod, we don't pull it six bucks. We're not going to pull every single mod. We do that for certain people. For, yeah. for our, our killing commercial targeted list, we do pull their mod. 
But for this in between, just to fill while we're whale hunting, we just want to know if they do have a mod. Because if they do, they're paying a certain premium in insurance and workers' comp where it's worth. They probably have a couple trucks. They probably have at least 10 employees, you know, maybe four admin people, maybe four four on the, you know, on the road. So we we decided to do that to clean up the list and that we're yeah. still doing it. I, I'm actually doing it for the year for I, I I'm doing it at once to not have wow. to do it again for yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we'll 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 get the appointment center back to to really be able to write and 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 prospect in within the pool that we need, right? David says yep. it in the commercial, if you want to write million dollar accounts, then only prospect million dollar accounts. Yeah. It it sounds like it's difficult, but it's true. So we're trying yeah. to we have two buckets. We have the the bucket of, do you have a mod? Okay, well, this is going to help us pay our bills until we get those whales that we're also mm-hmm. working on. Yeah, so, I love it. Yeah, it's okay. a great it, it's a great story, though, about, like, defining, you know, very quickly. And, and it's such a powerful very tool. Cool. Like, I I mean, I, I know that most people know that, but just to, like, sit there and I mean, think right. about that and say, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, think, I don't think so. So, I mean, that's a good way to realize – just off the bat, the size of, of, of a company, if they have a mod, they're big enough to pay, I think it's $5,000 in, yeah. in workers' comp. So, which it's probably more. That that's paying. brilliant. So they, it's you know, br- they have a couple of the lines. Yeah. So that's what, that, that's kind of our quick, uh, that's our quick fix for, for the paying the bills types of customers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. God, you shared so much good stuff. Are you yeah, ready yeah. to share some more during the rapid fire round? I'm ready. Let's All right. It. Bring it on. What is one piece of technology that you can't live without? I mean, I guess it, it is technology, but Canva. 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 Yeah. Canva's where Spoken I like a true designer. Yeah. Can, honestly, <laughs> like, I don't know how to use like Photoshop or any of those things. Yeah. So like Canva's the only place where I can look like. I am a graphic designer, which I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's funny because after my my presentation, everyone's like, "Where do you do? Your, do you do that yourself, or do you pay someone?" I said, "No, Canva. It's twelve bucks a month. It's the best." Canva makes anybody, you look so good. Anybody can be a graphic designer with Canva. You make you save your agency brand template. Yeah. Yep. And then you, I well, all I do is I pick a design that I like, and then I just change the colors to be my colors. Yeah. Isn't Super it brilliant? Easy. And it makes yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really. Is. Okay. <laughs> I can't live without Canva. I love it. I love it. That's a good one. I don't know that anybody has said that one yet, uh, but I use Canva all the time and, yeah, and so I know good. the power of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 12 yeah. bucks, people. Yep. Why are you not paying for this? Anybody and, and out there that's listening? It's a, th- it's a cheap way to, to seem bigger, right? Than what you yes. want. Just if you have that, we already know the power of social media, the LinkedIn posting, all that stuff, right? If yep. it looks good, people will stop and read it. Yeah. No doubt. So no doubt. Canva's a way to do that. I love it. What's one book you're reading right now or that you've read recently that you want to share with folks? I just finished reading The Compound Effect. Hmm. And it was great. I actually I'm embarrassed to say I I don't know that one. Yes, it was great. It's it's I mean, it's not sim- the same as Atomic Habits, but it's similar in theory of, of Okay the impact of doing small things to make big changes in your life over time. Um, Got it. Great, great book. And I'm a person that it's been a rough year, a rough year in the sense of like a lot of things like changing. And I think I've just 
you know, you know how this goes, right? You learn and learn and learn and learn and you go to conference and you learn and learn and learn. And there has to be a point where you stop learning and you start implementing. And I think mm. that that's kind of like where I am this year. And that book has helped me in the sense I struggle with consistency just me in too. general. Just me too. I, and, and how many, I realized over and over and over all these conferences I've gone to, the books I've read, the podcasts I listen to, everyone says the same thing, that the number one secret in business is consistency. You don't have to be the yeah. smartest. You don't have to be the best. You have to be consistent. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, but it's, why is it so hard? Right. It's the thing that people struggle with the most, I think. Yeah. Everyone, no matter the industry or the walk of life. Anything. Well, I have, I don't know about you, but I have shiny thing syndrome and, and, you know, or other people will call it like squirrel, squirrel yeah, syndrome. Yeah. Uh, mine is like shiny squirrel syndrome. I just get so, <laughs> yeah, it's double. double. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I, honestly, that's why I outsource the production of this podcast. All the posts that get made about all the, the guests that we interviewed um, are all done by them. And um, it, it, and with with my permission, right? Like it's not like it's just some automated right. ka-chunk, ka-chunk, but it's right. it's from the heart and they're uh, they're helping me pick out some really good quotes and things like that to, to, to share with folks. But uh, I don't think I would have, there's no way that I could look at, as active as I am on LinkedIn. And and I am, I mean, I engage with people, every post that's made. Um, but it's, yeah. it's consistency. Consistency. I think that the, consistency is, is one of the hardest things. I don't wake up every day the same. And I think, I think it's also because, because I don't have children, like I'm yeah. not forced to live a very consistent, you know, I don't have little humans relying on me to get to school, to eat breakfast, to do all this. Right. Like yeah. it's just myself and my husband or two dogs. And, you know, I just, I don't live every day the same. There's no two days, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not careless, but I'm kind of chill in general, like in life. So I, I feel like, I, I feel like that's probably one of the, the not having children. I feel like maybe having children forces you to be a little more consistent because you have to give them some, you know, a schedule and yes parameters and things like since everything you have to give them everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do any of that. So, you know, one of the quotes I, I love from the compound effect towards the end of it, um, he actually talks about Kathy Ireland, that she said it, I guess in one of her books, I'm not too sure, um, but he says that she has this concept of, are you an engine that propels people or are you an anchor that weighs people down? Mm. And I thought to myself, wow, that's, it's also, it, I mean, it's the same as your brand, right? I might think I'm an engine, but do people feel like supercharged yeah. by me yes. or, is, or yeah. am I negative and like weighing people down? Like that yeah. actually, I, ha- I haven't stopped thinking about that recently in the last couple of days since I finished that book, but just, yeah, I need help with consistency. So that's why I'm trying to read yeah. <laughs> those I, types of books. Yeah. I love it. Uh, in case you were wondering, you are an engine. Yeah. <laughs> A thousand percent. You are an engine. Thank you you Thank are you. propelling people forward. Uh, and I thank you for what you're doing for our industry. Honestly, you really are doing good, great, wonderful, amazing things. Uh, do you listen to books on audible ever? Yeah. So what I do is I, um, I actually have my employees account. So I, uh, listen to the book and I read it cause I'm, I'm like a highlighter person. Yes. Like I'm the same way. Yeah. 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 I, I almost need- like I'll preview the book first that way. Listen to audible. Yeah. Then I'll buy it and make copious notes. Yeah. You, you got a code, right? I got to get my own. Because we're, yeah, we're oh, it's running, super easy. You, yeah, yeah. So, uh, audibletrial.com forward slash grow big. Yeah. Um, and, and then they give you a free book. I think if you're already a, an Amazon Prime member, they give you two. 
that you can download and, and listen if you're not already a member, but audibletrial.com forward slash grow big. Yeah, super, super easy to uh, sign up for that too. Um, all right. I love this one. This one's been fun to ask people recently because I did change what I was asking people. What is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Um, well, besides, I would try to target this consistency problem younger. Um, but outside of just, you know, try to build consistent habits now in my youth, I think that what I would, um, I mean, I, I probably would stick with consistency because even like, like I'm not trying to get like real personal here, but even just, you know, I've recently lost a, a lot of weight as well. And I, managing your weight is something that requires consistency. Big time so consistency. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. And so I feel like that also has, I mean, I'm not a health freak by, by any, any stretch, like even if well, I'm you're not a freak, life, if you care about your right, health, you know that, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, you know, <laughs> I'm the kind of person, even in my presentation, like I, I had two slides about Chick-fil-A. Like we were talking about Chick-fil-A. Like I love I, Chick-fil-A. I do love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? So I know. it's one of these things, but, but really, I think that also this has been a pivotal year for me as well, because I've also been able to get my health under control. Yeah. And I think that as a business owner, it's you. important. It's yeah. important that they, they rely on each other, honestly. It's, it's one and the same. You, you don't perform if you feel bad. Yeah. You're a thousand percent correct. Yeah. And I don't think that I would be taking the risks that I'm taking and pushing myself out of the comfort zone if I had that extra weight on me. So I think that, I think that consistency, even in all aspects of my life is what I wish I would have learned younger. Yeah. But I think I'm still pretty young to to implement it. So hopefully it's... Listen, you are, and let's just say we are, I'm 44. I'll be 45 yeah, yeah. in October. So I, I still want to yeah. feel young. So can I still yeah. be in that category with yeah, you? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know it's hot in Florida, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. If you had the choice between eating a hot bowl of soup Oh. <laughs> or uh, hot chocolate and gourmet marshmallows. What would you choose? Hot chocolate, all the way. Yeah. Hot chocolate, not a super yeah. At all. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely. I'm uh, unbelievably excited to send you uh, <laughs> some gourmet marshmallows and hot chocolate. And when I say gourmet, I mean they are, and they are big. They are nice. big. Well, we're but going. We actually rented. Them. We rented a cabin up in. Um, my uncle lives in Blairsville. Oh yeah there and so we're going yeah. we rented a cabin in highlands in north it's the north carolina side of the blue ridge okay yep uh, mm-hmm. because i'm taking my dogs and i couldn't find any that they were all booked already for that christmas week so i'll take them with me up there we'll we'll enjoy it up there you when can, we go visit him. You can yeah. take it with you yeah <laughs> yep. so i'll be sending i i can't wait to send you the marshmallows from uh from our friends at mountain mallow and for our guests that are listening if you want to go get some now cr is going to get hers for free can't get everybody for free, but if you want to check it out, just go to mountainmallow.com. And, uh, when you check out, you'll get 15% off if you use code grow big. Uh, but you're going to love it. We, we gave it this past year to our staff. Uh, like when, when people were still kind of locked up in COVID and, um, we weren't doing our employee appreciation brunch and they loved it. They loved it. So my kids loved it. I loved it too much, yeah. a little too much. <laughs> That's great. Um, 
Awesome. Uh, CR, one final piece of advice or actionable step for our audience based on what we talked about today. I think um, that I would say invest in yourself. Mm. Invest in yourself. Um, I, I think, again, like I hate to be on the soapbox, but really everything I think this year has been so pivotal for, pivotal for me because of you know, during the worst time of owning and starting a business, right? During the yeah. first year, literally yeah. five months, you know, COVID came. And I think that if I wouldn't have used that time yeah. and invested in myself, like with joining Killing Commercial, I would have, who know? I probably wouldn't be here. You know, yeah. I was able to pivot quickly. And I think that, and, and, and opening myself up to that opportunity and taking the chance on myself and, you know, Obviously, it's something my dad believed in as well. He how David will tell you the story. He hounded David like he was just like I want to hire your dad because. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, me us taking that chance on ourselves and investing in ourselves allowed me to meet people like you. You know, like where I wouldn't I would have been locked up in the insurance agency with my head down behind a computer yeah. because I wouldn't have taken the, the the opportunity to to work on myself and 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 be in these circles where. I have met people that have literally impacted my life, my personal life, my business life, and have forced me to grow. Like yeah. they're forcing me, people like you, people like him, people like Nick with this, you know, giving me this opportunity. James, yeah. we, we text each other all the time and he's, you know, having a, a tribe of people that believe in you. And, and I would have never gotten here if I wouldn't have taken that opportunity to join Killing Commercial. And, you know, it's, 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 an, it's a monetary investment to do. And it was worth it. It was worth it on the first year, but every year it exponentially grows the, you know, the dividends I've gotten back from investing in myself. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That was such a good piece of advice. And you know what? You just described a lot of propellers, a lot of engines uh, that are propelling people forward. And you are one of those. You really are. And I'm so glad that I know you. Um, I honestly, from the moment you bounded over and gave me a hug, I, I was sold. I was sold. I know. I, I, unfortunately, I am too. I can imagine what that's like when you meet someone who's not. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> oh, but gosh, ever since you've uh, become part of my life, my life is better because you're in it. So thank you. Thank I, you. Honestly, I have, I, I have caught up on all your podcasts and I feel the same. I feel oh, like, no. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I hope you weren't driving have... and you fell asleep. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's actually very soothing. Intro. <laughs> I'm going to start playing <laughs> jazz music at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> <little> Kenny G. <laughs> yeah, that could be dangerous though. Um, Ciara, where can people get to know you? How can they, how can they get in touch with you or learn more about you if they want more Ciara in their lives? Uh, well, uh, I am on Instagram. It's, it's not, it's not a lot, but you know, we have, it's, uh, at bunker your risk. Our website is also, uh, bunker your risk.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, Ciara on Facebook. I'm Ciara Gravier Hagopian that throws people off sometimes, but, um, LinkedIn, it's Ciara Gravier. I, I feel like social media is the easiest way. Like yeah. I'm answering DMs and like those chats yeah. have facilitated communication, right? It's great. Yes. So, so um, my email is Ciara at bunkeryourrisk.com. So I'm here available. I love it. You are here. And, yeah. and I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. This is great. And I'm so happy that, you know, I got to meet your brain chair and 
and really, you know, have a piece of you in my life now via your podcast consistently and what I see online. And now I got your cell phone number, so you're done. Oh man, I'm <laughs> screwed. No, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, stick around for me for one second, but, uh, thank you again for being on the show and, um, for everybody else out there, grow big or go home. If you like this or any other episodes of agents growth Academy podcast, make sure you rate it. And if you want to take ownership over your own growth, come join us for free over at agentsgrowthacademy.com. 